This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Dan in San Francisco. What's up, Dan? Hey, fellas. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think this team as currently constructed, I think they're pretty competitive, but I don't think they're a championship team. And, fellas, I'm telling you, you know this organization is a championship organization, needless to say, you know, with how many rings that they want in a pretty fine night period of time. And Steph Curry is not going to waste the last of, you know, back end of its prime years, um, you know, I mean, running with the 500 team. And I'm not saying this is a 500 team. I think it's maybe a little bit better, maybe an eighth or a seventh seed at best. And I think this is also, I think there's a bigger scope here that this is sort of what happens. You know, you know the kinds of dynamics that arise at the end of a dynasty. And yeah, I do think it's the end. I don't think Clay's the same player. Sure, you know, Clay can still shoot it. He can still shoot you out the gym on a, you know, on, you know, on any given night. He's not moving the same. He can't defend the same. He's not adding the same kind of value that he once added. And Wiggs is unreliable mentally. He's been that way. He, he, you know, Wiggs was the first overall pick in the draft. And go to Minnesota and ask, you know, those fans what they thought of him. You know, he was a shell of himself. Uh, you, know, a, you know, a pretty good player. And, 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 you know, I think he is a good pro. But he's unreliable. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I, I think Mike Dunleavy's got to make a change, fellas. Do you th- are you suggesting that Steph may demand a trade? I mean, I think that. I mean, I think that if Steph wants to play championship level basketball, a trade is required. Wow! I don't think this team, as currently constructed, can compete with a championship. Uh, you know, that would rock this. That would rock this franchise and rock this whole region if if he demanded a trade. I will say this. I mean, he um, he and Clay looked just despondent on the bench last night. The game ended. Everybody else walked back to the locker room. They're sitting right there. You know, we're for a good 10 count, just sitting there with towels over their head. And it was a, it was a dismal performance. It was a dismal performance. Um, but the worst thing is, is that it's the questions that are looming around the franchise now. It's like you've got this, the, you know, you got some young players that need minutes. You've got older players that have regressed. You've got, you know, you've got your superstar face of the franchise is 35, but he looks like he could play six or seven more years. I mean, I, Steph Curry, to me, looks like he can play. Like he's going to have an extended prime. And yet the Warriors were a 44-win team last year. They're headed towards that exact spot right now. Uh, they're in 11th place. 
The championship window probably is shut. And it's like Mike Dunleavy's there to kind of make sense of it and figure out who's here going forward. Steph here? I would assume he is. But how about Draymond? How about Clay? How about Wiggs? How about Kerr? How about Loon? Where are they going? Where's this thing going? Because I'll say this, you know, the one thing, too, and I'm a lifelong Warrior fan, grew up in the sunset, uh, rooting for the Warriors. I was five when Rick Barry, um, you know, won the thing in 75, so I really didn't remember that. I really became a, a fan when they had, like, you know, Lloyd Free, Bernard King, JB, Purvis Short, those guys. Um, Larry Smith. Larry, Mr. Mean, yeah, you know, I mean, and then, of course, you know, the run TMC days and Tommy T and all that, but... You know, it's like you look at them now, and I know there's an awful, awful lot of fan, uh, Warrior fans who are just, their standards are so high for the franchise. And now you're looking at a mediocre team that has some veterans that are in decline, that are clogging up the minutes for some younger players that are not stars, but they're definitely ascending, and they need minutes to develop. And Kerr's like, you know, on some nights he looks like he's, coaching the team he used to have and I kind of wish he would start to coach the team that he actually has um I don't know then last night last night it's just a weird vibe right now it's a weird vibe because it's like it's like what's the direction where are they going where's the, where is this thing headed and there's got to be some I don't know I get the feeling that the fan base and maybe even the players to some degree are waiting for that big move to happen to either consolidate the roster, move off of some of the young players that aren't getting development or move off of some of the older players that are in decline. Um, and deep down Devone, I mean, the thing that I w wonder about the most, what does Steph Curry actually want? Does he want to be here? Does he want to not be here? Does he want Steph? Does he want to win the ring at all costs? And, Goodbye to anybody and everybody that um, if they can make a deal to you know change the cast, or is he like most committed to I want to be here and I want to go out with the guys I came in with and everything else. If 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 it's if there's no title that results and no uh, finals appearance that results from that, so be it. Wouldn't you like to know exactly what he would prefer because he's done enough for this franchise where he should be able to write his own ticket. And I, I don't believe that you should listen to the players. He's the exception. I would like to think that it's just not in his nature to demand a trade. It could be wrong. It doesn't sound Steph Curry-esque. I think he's very aware of his brand and who he is and how he's perceived, not only by the league, but around the world by fans. And he likes the differentiation between him and, say, a LeBron. We'll get into KD. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He wants to be traded again. And Steph has always been sort of a step above. But also the caller mentioned that, and I hear this, it seems to be pervasive, Larry, that, well, the Warriors are going to get into the playoffs, but they, they're going to get bounced in that second round. Maybe they get into the playing game, or they're going to be another six or seven seed. Are we so sure? Are we so How confident are you right now that they're going to pass the Suns? Or the Rockets with Jalen Green and Shen Goon and those young players. Are you confident they're going to pass the Lakers? No. 
I'm not. The Mavericks? No. Like this idea that, well, we're going to get to the playoffs again. How is that a foregone conclusion if we're to use what it is we've seen over the last, you know, month, month and a half as a measuring stick? Yeah. No, I mean, there's no indications that they're going on some massive run. Um, and and things are going to be real tight in the West. I mean, and you, and you knew that. I mean, come on, this is something we knew at the beginning of the year that it was going to be that it was going to be a crowded group of playoff contenders. We didn't know which teams would ascend, which teams would take a step back, but you knew that there was too many teams battling for those eight spots. So um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's coming, but it just it seems like, man. I mean, either. You need to either play guys like Moses Moody or and Jonathan Kuminga, and if you're not going to play them, it's probably time to move off of them and 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 move them on. But I wouldn't do that. I'd I'd be more interested in moving off some of the older guys, Wiggins, Draymond. I think I'm open. I I was anti moving. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Off of Draymond, but I'd be open to it now. Um, I love the idea of Clay Thompson going to the finish line, but um, I'm I'm open to listening to what else is out there. Um, I you know he Clay just seems like both Clay and Draymond seem like they're they're gonna they're gonna struggle in the twilight of their career. I feel like we're seeing it in both guys. I think we're seeing Clay struggle with. You know, he doesn't want to reinvent himself as a two-point sniper. He wants to be the Clay Thompson of old. And some nights he can do it, and some nights he can't. And then Draymond, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, what, three weeks off for counseling and this and that? We'll find out what he returns as. His game is still intact, but, you know, he's it's almost like he's become a huge distraction so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Steph wants. I don't know what Joe wants. I don't know what Dunleavy's got cooking. It sounded like about ten days ago that Mike was had made it perfectly clear to the other GMs in the league that they're open for business and that he's open minded about about trades. And we're in the middle of trade season right now. I mean, the talks are probably going on right now, right up until whatever it is, February, whatever. I think they missed Draymond last night. I just got oh, that yeah. sense. Last night was one of those games. Can't say this about every game, but last night had that sense of you needed someone to light a fire. There was a a clear lack of energy for whatever reason. And I guess this is going to happen through the course of 82 games. And they really hadn't been blown out this year. And they didn't shoot it well. And it was one of those where you just needed someone to 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 provide that spark, which has really been what it is that's defined Draymond Green through all these years. And also, not to get too technical, because I'm certainly not a coach, but it just looked as though every time you looked up, somebody was getting beat off the dribble. And they, the Warriors always talk about, Steve Kerr always mentions, the point of attack defense, which has been so bad for the Golden State Warriors over the years and really evident last night. But the problem is, is that there was, you know, there's no second defender. And more often than not, if Pajemski or somebody's getting beat out front, well, at least you know you have that last line of defense, which is 
oftentimes Draymond Green, who knows how to rotate better than anybody. His basketball IQ is as good as anybody that's ever played this game. Now, I can't say that throughout the course of the last, what is it now, we're going on two weeks without Draymond Green, but last night to me, it was very evident that Draymond Green was not in that lineup because that intangible was missing. And I think that's what he brings. Oh, they miss his fire, the way he directs traffic on the defensive end. Um, I mean, he's he's a, he's a terrific. I mean, Draymond Green is one of the great players of his era. All right, I mean, I mean, how many guys in our lifetime have had the Draymond Green skill set where they can average over seven assists a game and still be your rim protector and still be a primo defender on the perimeter and on the block? I mean, he's he's a special player, and they miss him uh, a lot. It, it just can't, you know. Where's his head right now? Um, he seems like he's in a different space um, this year. So I'm not sure, you know, if that's uh, what he'll return as and how he'll how it will go. But I think you just got to be open minded as to you know what's out there. Maybe there's a team out there that really looks at him as the final piece to the puzzle and would give you some assets that would make sense for you. Um, 510 here says, go get Zion Williamson. He says he needs a change of scenery, and I'm I'm betting New Orleans will be willing to move off of him. I don't know, man. He had 36 and 15 the other night. I, I don't see him going anywhere. All right, I'm told there's somebody on the phone line that agrees with me, so of course we're going to you first, George, in San Francisco. <laughs> What's up, George? <laughs> hey, you know you 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 said exactly what I said. What I wanted to say, word for word, better than I could. Uh, I, I think there are three ways Draymond really impacts the team the way we missed him last night. Number one is the way he sets up Steph. Steph is not getting his shots as easily as he did when Draymond was there. Frequently, Draymond would throw a bounce pass to where Steph was going, not where he was, but where he was going, and and then he would set those ferocious screens. We really miss that dimension of the game. And then, as you said, we miss his fire, and, of course, we miss his defensive capabilities. And I don't think you can talk about this franchise going forward until we see Draymond's status going forward. I think once he's back, once we see how he fits into this team, then we can make our our judgment about the future, but not until he gets back. That's a good point. Yeah, a lot of good points there. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. you know, the, the a lot of people that I've talked to have said, do you, do the Warriors even know what piece they would want to acquire in a big trade? And you know, that's a, it's a good question because they they need size, but in some ways, I kind of feel like they need a, a more dominating number two scorer than anybody that they have. You know, they need somebody who can be that that absolute number two scoring. Uh, player and I heard I was I think I was listening to Guru the other day. He's talking about uh, I don't know if he threw it out, but he th- somebody threw out Donovan Mitchell. Now that would off- make you an awfully small team because he's six one. But I think I would be interested in that. The other move that I think is is interesting is what are the Warriors going to do with Chris Paul? You know, is is Chris Paul's got an? Exp- I mean, when when they moved to get Chris Paul, they moved off a of pool. I looked at it like kind of like the KD um, D'Lo deal, where it's like D'Lo wasn't going to be the piece that they wanted, and eventually they turned D'Lo into Wiggins and uh, Kuminga, right? Um, what are they going to turn Chris Paul's $30 million expiring into? Especially now with Pajemski here, 
there's you don't need Chris Paul as your backup one. You could have that fit that that role filled and turn him because I mean I've seen really intriguing trades like teams that want to get underneath the cap or or at least want to you know trim some money and want an expiring kind of reset deal. Someone threw out Caruso and Vucevic from the Bulls for for Chris Paul, which. You know, I mean, that's an awful lot of talent coming back for Chris Paul. You'd have a hard time not improving if you added a big man who could shoot it like that and a good defensive Chris guard. Chris Paul straight up for those two? Well, I, it was probably Paul in a pick, but it was Paul's $30 million salary for those guys. Uh, I think one guy makes 18 the other guy makes 10 something like that. I mean, that that to me seems very one-sided, but that's be, you're, you know, because Chris Paul makes $30 million. Or do you want... Do you want a big player coming back? Do you want to? Do you want somebody who could replace a Jordan Poole and be a, you know, put it on the deck and be a scorer? I mean, Mitchell is a big time scorer. There's no question, but he's six foot one. I think Chris Paul is part of a package. I really do. I think that because of the expiring contract, that whether it's Kaminga, whether it's Wiggins, it's going to include Chris Paul. What if indeed they do make a move? You could rest assured that Chris Paul will be packing his bags off to Atlanta. Let's get to uh, Brandon, who's hanging out and wants to join us here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Brandon? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I just want to say, I just think it's interesting how they blamed everything on Jordan Poole. It's all his fault because he can't take a punch. And now the Warriors are in a tailspin because he has a bad attitude. And now he's gone. And the Warriors are still underperforming. So now who are they going to blame it on? He was a 17 to 20 points a game scorer, and you didn't replace him with anything. Chris Paul this season is scoring 8.3 points per game. You didn't replace Jordan Poole's points, so where is the offense coming from? I really think you should trade Draymond Green for Jordan Poole. He's not playing well in the Wizards, so you can get him on the cheap. That's all I want to say. Thanks. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? All of a sudden, Draymond's on the Wizards? All right. I, he had me up until the last five seconds, and he just pulled the rug from underneath both of us. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 